Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. Welcome to our first episode in our series on dating with Jordan. I am really excited to have this series because I think dating and relationships can be really difficult to navigate. And there's so many things that we can talk about. Everything from online dating to how to communicate in relationships to sexting. And talking about doing that personal growth and development is really important as well before getting into a relationship. So really excited for this series and I hope you enjoy it as much as I have putting it together. If you haven't checked out the Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrator swag, go do so now. I have some really awesome things in there, including my We Had Sex Here and Here pillows. They are a must-have for every household, so go get yours right now. You can find my favorites at swag.vaginasvulvasandvibrators.com. Be sure to check it out and help support this podcast. Today I have Lily Howard from the Bold Body Podcast joining me to talk about her journey with online dating. And recently she was featured in a New York Times article for finding her man via Bumble. And I cannot wait for her to share her journey with us. I don't know if you guys have tried the online dating world, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Coffee Meets Bagel, Match, eHarmony. There are so many options out there and we're going to kind of talk about how do you set up a date during COVID and how to navigate online dating during COVID. Welcome, Lily. I'm super excited to have you here with me today to talk about dating, especially dating during COVID. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Lily Nicole. I am a certified life coach and NLP practitioner. And more recently, I've been moving into just the world of kind of like, I almost hate saying it just because of the connotation that it has, but lifestyle influencing. And what I love about it is I can just talk about everything. So I'm really excited to come on here and talk about dating because there's been you know, relationships and dating has been such a journey for me over these past or really over my whole life. I'm like, I know that one of my big soul lessons is in the world of relationships and love and dating. So it's been a lot. And dating during COVID has definitely been interesting. But I, you know, met someone who was really special and important to me during that time. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk about that with you. So this is my first episode on Dating with Jordan. That's like the little series that I'm going to call it. And dating for me has also been like, it's a very interesting journey. It's a lot of ups and downs, but I'm really enjoying dating at this point. How did you meet your man? Yeah. So our our story is actually kind of funny because, so I moved from New Jersey to San Diego in January. When I moved here, I had been out here in the fall for a few weeks, like a month and a half or so, just to kind of test the waters and see if I wanted to officially move. And I made the decision to, and I came back after the holidays and I had been dating someone else. And we like ended things. It was a really quick, short relationship. And after that, I jumped on Tinder. 
And Curtis and I actually, so the story goes that we met on Bumble, but we really met on Tinder first. And when we started talking there, it was just like very casual, but I was like freshly out of that relationship where he had cheated on me. So it was kind of like those fresh wounds and I wasn't fully ready to move into something like very serious yet. And Curtis, who is my boyfriend now, when I met him on Tinder, just seemed to me, I was like, oh, he's like a very solid has a very solid presence. That's like the only way that I could describe him. He was more respectful, I would say, than the majority of guys. And also we had conversations like they weren't, I won't say that they were like overly interesting. (laughs) He would probably be upset if you heard me saying this, but like it wasn't anything like over the top special, but there was this feeling in me of like, oh, like he's, you know, he's good. He's solid. And we were just texting here and there. And my mom actually came into town because we, so this was the beginning of March, like right before lockdown hit, like March 3rd or something like that. My mom came to visit me and Curtis had texted me and he was like, yeah, like, well, have, enjoy your time while your mom's in town. You know, I'll text you in a few days and hopefully we can get together then for a date. I'm like, okay, cool. So of course, in the meantime, like, I'm like, well, that's nice of him that he doesn't want to talk, you know, and bother me while my mom's here. But at the same time, like my mom's here, I'm still swiping. So I ended up, I was like talking to other people. And then this other guy kind of like swooped me up first and took me out on a date, like right after my mom left. And so I was just like, oh, there's just like too much happening right now. Um, I'm still kind of moving on from this relationship. And when Curtis texted me to ask me out, I actually didn't answer at all. Um, I just kind of let it go. (laughs) And I mean, it's not something I'm like super proud of. I think that I have a tendency to just not respond when I'm not interested in people because that's how I personally prefer people would respond to me, but everyone, you know, obviously is different there. So anyway, we then a few months go by, not even a few months, like a month and I'm swiping on Bumble and I see him again and I'm like, Oh, like I remember him. He was so like kind and sweet and, you know, like, let's see how this goes. And we match and on Bumble, I have to message first. Right. So I'm like, Hey, and he's like, Hey, do you remember me? Like we matched on Tinder before. I'm like, yeah, I remember you. It's like, uh, like what, what happened? Like, I remember your mom was in town and then we never talked again. And I was like, Oh, you know, I don't know, just kind of like going through some stuff. So, um, like here I am now kind of thing. And he was like, okay, cool. And that was the end of that. Like he didn't over question it or anything, which I thought was really great. Now, of course we joke about it. He always talks about how he saw me again on Tinder. Cause he unmatched me after I didn't answer him apparently. And he jokes, he's like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. Here's the girl who ghosted me on Tinder. Let's see how that goes again. But it's, it's just, I, I like that part of our story because it allows us to be a little cheeky with each other and joke about it. But from then on, you know, we met on Bumble and this was in like hardcore lockdown. So we just had to have like phone dates and then social distance dates until we decided to fully meet in person. Well, tell me about your social distance dates. What did that look like? Yeah, they were, they were really fun. So beginning of lockdown, right? I'm like just getting into TikTok because I'm bored out of my mind. I'm watching a bunch of, you know, just scrolling through there. And Curtis and I hadn't met in person at all yet. We had had phone dates where I would like buy a bottle of wine. He would buy a bottle of wine. We would talk on the phone for like a few hours, a couple nights a week. And it was really sweet. And it was fun for me because I'm not really a phone person. I haven't ever really been that way. I prefer texting personally, but 
I also am the type of person when I'm talking to someone on an app and dating, I always wanted to kind of like go on a date quickly because I'm like, I don't want to waste, you know, my time necessarily. Like I want to see if there's chemistry there. And the only way to see if there was chemistry was on the phone. So we were really like having good conversations. I really liked the way that, you know, things were going. And I saw this TikTok of someone who was like, yeah, you know, quarantine's been really lonely. I met this girl on some app and we went to a drive through and he just showed them like sitting in their separate cars, eating their meals, like waving at each other. So I'm like, hint, hint, wink, wink. I forward it to Curtis, like, just like, this is cute. And he's like, we're doing that tomorrow. Like, are you free at seven? Like, let's go to In-N-Out. And it was good because again, like Jersey girl here, I had never been to In-N-Out yet. Like this would have been my first experience there. So I was like, yes, let's go. And what ended up happening was I, so I was actually way more nervous for that date than I usually was. I'm typically like pretty confident when it comes to dating, just especially because I've done a lot of like the inner work. Like I worked with a coach for a long time on healing my like past, like relationship wounding and stepping into my independence and really like feeling confident in in what I was looking for. But I think the difference here was we had actually talked and I'm like, oh, I actually care if this goes well. Like I want this to go well. I'm not just going into it blind being like, oh, we'll see what happens. But I had this positive image of him in my mind where I'm like, okay, well, I hope that things are, you know, the same. So it ended up being so, so cute. Like the most memorable first date for sure. Um, I pulled up to in and out and he was already there and he was like, all right, like follow behind me in line. And so I followed behind him in the drive-thru. He paid for my meal, which I just thought was a really sweet little like added gesture. I'm like, it feels like a, you know, a real date because that is something that I value as a guy who wants to take care of me. So then we parked and at first we were talking just from like the seat, like the driver's seats of our cars with our windows rolled down. And we're like this, I can't hear you. So we got out of our cars And we had the two cars between us, but we were just like leaning over our roofs and we sat there talking for a long time. It was, it was really nice and it was just so different. And he was like so far away from me. So it was such a different experience than any other date I'd ever been on. And later on, like a few months later, a month or two, when we were officially dating, I recreated it for like a TikTok that went really viral that had, has like over two and a half million views at this point or something like that. And what what I think is funny is that people think that I recorded it on our actual first date, which I did not. I wasn't like whipping out my phone. He's a really good sport and we recreated it to get the TikTok. The reason that I brought that up is because everyone's favorite part was when I mentioned that he was so nervous, he like didn't eat any of his food. He like didn't touch it. He ate like a French fry. Meanwhile, I finished my entire meal. So, (laughs) but it was really fun. It was like, and we did the drive through date kind of thing two or three times before we like closed the distance and actually met in person fully. Oh, I love that. Do you find that that like distance kind of created a special unique connection between you two? It absolutely did. It's like, for me, my tendency in relationships had always been to like rush in really fast. And I know that there's a combination of things that have have to do with why it hasn't been like that with Curtis this time, you know, between doing the healing work and actually like wanting something real and not just wanting someone to have someone kind of thing. I was like in that mindset, but it also was the circumstances and 
for me to get to know someone slowly and allow it to be slow was really new for me. And it felt really good. I was like, oh my gosh, I still have my independence. And um, at the time I was actually, so we met, I think our first date was in April, like the beginning, middle of April. And I was living with my friend Aaron at the time because I didn't have an apartment yet. I was just kind of like floating around. And in June, I got my own place. And what's funny is in the past, I moved in with boyfriends after like a month. It was like so freaking quick. Like I was just jump in. And what I love about this relationship is that we didn't do that. And even today we had a conversation because both of our leases are up at the same time, like in June. And we've been talking about like, oh yeah, like we'll probably move in together then. But we had a conversation today and Curtis was like, I just see you being like loving your space so much. And I'm like having so much fun decorating it. And he's like, if, you know, we of course have time to like figure that out. But he was like, if we decide like if we don't have to move in together right away. And in the past, that would have sent me into a spiraling panic. Like, are we not meant to be together? Like, what does this mean? We don't want to be around each other enough. But truly, like, it's something that I had been thinking about for a while, too. And I'm like, it's just so good to feel understood in that way and allow it to move at the pace that we both feel really comfortable with it moving. And another reason that I think quarantine dating worked out for us. And this is from his point of view, what he's shared with me was he was like, I, if we weren't in quarantine, I don't think that we would have, like you would have liked me because he's very shy and I am fairly more extroverted. Like he's really reserved and quiet. And he was like, I think if we had gone on regular first dates, like I would have been like, too subdued for you, you know, because he takes time to warm up. But on the phone, it was easy for him to to warm up. So I feel like I got to was able to get to know his personality that way. And he credits that to why uh, it ended up working out. That is so cute. I totally feel like dating during COVID has been very different. And a lot of good things have actually come from it. Yeah, it's like it, it forces you to get creative too, which I really enjoyed. And I even once we had gone on, you know, those socially distanced dates. And actually the way that we like close the distance is kind of a funny story too. So I drive a Honda Civic and he used to work for Honda. Now he works for Land Rover, but I was just like, you know, one night on the phone, I'm like, yeah, the air conditioning in my like Civic broke. Um, and he was like, oh, what year is it? And, you know, I told him and he's like, oh, that's like a manufacturing issue. They'll fix it for free. Do you want me to take it in for you? And I'm like, I mean, yes, because I would never take it. Like, that's one of those things where I would complain about it all summer and never bring it in to get fixed. I hate doing car stuff. So I'm like, it's kind of weird that I'm agreeing for this guy that I've only ever met with six feet between us to take my car for me. But, you know, like, sure. So he, we worked it out that he came to pick up my car and he left me his like, prized convertible Mustang to have for the week. And it was, it was really funny because I had to go pick up Aaron's like two crazy dogs. And the one of them always throws up in cars. So I was so nervous. And I was like, are you sure you want me to have your like car that you love? He's like, yeah, just take it. Like, it'll be fun. Put the top down, like go for a drive. I'm like, there's no way I'm like being super, super careful with this. But he had come to pick up the car. And we, again, we like didn't break the six feet until I could not get his, um, like the first time I drove his car, I couldn't get the like emergency brake down because he always put the emergency brake on and it literally would not go down. And I had to leave because I had to go pick up those dogs. The daycare was going to be closing. It was like, I was frantic. So I called him I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And he was like, I'm just coming there right now. And so I was sitting in the driver's seat and he like reached in and leaned over, put the brake down and then like left. And that was, it was like, 
kind of thrilling. You know what I mean? Like that's the closest we'd ever been. Like, oh my gosh, like it's like when you're in middle school and like someone gets really close to you and it's like, we're not supposed to be touching and you feel that like energy. And so I feel like that buildup was really good for us too. And after that day, he uh, texted me or called me that night or something. And he was like, all right, listen, like we've been within each other's space. Like we've held each other's steering wheels. I breathed in your face basically today when I reached over you. Like, do you want to just like hang out? Like at at my house sometime. And I was like, okay, yeah. And so I talked to my roommate at the time. He talked to his roommates and, you know, everyone was okay with it. This was back like right in the beginning of lockdown. So we had no idea like what was okay, what was safe, what wasn't, but we agreed to close the distance and it was, yeah, it was just ended up being like really perfect. And even beyond that, we had to get creative when it came to dating because restaurants were closed, like even for outdoor dining, like that wasn't an option. So we have had and still will have a lot of firsts like far into our relationship, which I think is really special too. Like it took us a few months to actually go sit down in a restaurant together. And I'm like, well, now we get to experience this. And there's going to be a time when we experience like going to a bar together for the first time. And it might be, you know, with the way things are going, it might not be for another year, but we'll get to have that moment again, which I think is a really cool thing about dating during this time. That is super awesome. And like, I'm just thinking, you know, first time going to the movies, first time, like, there's so many things you can't do out in California right now that people may not understand, but literally like, you can go to the beach and you can go to the mountains and that's about it. <laughs> and the farmer's market. Yeah anything outdoors we've done all the outdoor stuff we've gone to the beach we've sat at parks we've watched the sunset about you know 45 times it's like but we did it was good we we have started to get more creative and it was fun to see him make that effort I think was what was really special about it to me so you've tried tinder you've tried bumble have you tried hinge yes that's actually where I met the guy that I was dating when I moved here so I, I've I've pretty much tried them all. Well, I'll say that um, I've probably ha- had an account on like every possible dating app. It's like Coffee Meets Bagel, even like the most random ones. <laughs> I may or may not have a profile on Coffee Meets Bagel too. May or may not. I did meet one guy there once. I remember him. He was very sweet. I met yeah, I met somebody from there too. What are your thoughts on like tips for using online dating tools? Yeah. I think that it has this negative connotation, right? And I feel like that's such an old fashioned thing. So the first thing to do is to release that judgment about it. Like meeting someone in a grocery store is the same as meeting someone on an app, because guess what? The same person who's in your local grocery store is the same person who's on the freaking app when you're swiping there. It's just, you actually have an opportunity to say hi, right? Because are you actually going to bump in, you know, maybe you'll have your meat cute somewhere, but I think that normalizing the fact that it's like healthy and fine and can be really romantic still to meet on an app is the first step. And I would say, oh, I mean, there's probably so many tips for using the apps, like in a way that I think is positive. And most of it comes down to really like working on, you know, yourself and doing the hard inner work. It's not, as much of like, oh, what exactly should I put in my profile? What type of picture should I have? Like, yes, all of that can come into play, but it's more going to be about like you knowing what you want and what you're looking for and really being like firm in that and also open to people. Because I know like I have a lot of friends who are on the apps and I'm like, they 
you know, it's, it's so easy when there's like someone who's just another swipe away. And I've been guilty of this too, of course, where it's like someone does like one little tiny thing that we don't like. And we're like, okay, goodbye. Like never again am I talking to you, like block, unmatch, whatever. And of course there's like a time and place for that. And you don't have to settle for anyone at all, but also recognizing like the person on the other side of the screen is a human as well. And kind of just being open for that yeah, that like level of communication and conversation. And for me, it was a lot of doing the healing work around trusting men in general, because pretty much every relationship I'd been in, I had been cheated on. And that was a lot of the lessons that I had to learn to like walk away from and and say like, okay, this isn't what I'm going to stand for. And so of course, coming back on the apps again, it's like, can I trust these guys? And for me, it's just been about my gut and my intuition. Like even I think back to the boyfriends that I had who did cheat on me. I knew, like deep down, I knew before I, you know, knew legitimately, knowing that I could trust my gut and that I was going to be okay no matter what was really important for me in the process. I've tried Bumble, I've tried Tinder, I have Copy It Stable. I actually have not tried Hinge. I have a lot of friends that have tried that. But this year during COVID, I actually deleted all of my apps. And I have found that like for me, the apps are actually really hard because I see so many options and it kind of derails me from giving somebody an opportunity because I'm just kind of thinking about what else is out there. And so to limit my distractions and focus on like what's actually in front of me, I had to get rid of all of my apps and I actually been meeting a ton of people organically now. I love that. It's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I think that that's that's like a conversation that I've had with some of my friends too, because I do have this one friend and she's like adamant, like, I want to meet someone in person. And, you know, we've had these like back and forth chats, she and I, because she knows I'm very like pro app and I'm like, you know, stop making like it's it stop putting the the judgment on it. But also I do believe, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. I believe that we are meant to meet people that we're going to meet. And if I feel a strong pull to be on the apps, and that's probably because the person that I'm meant that's going to teach me my next lesson or that's going to be in the next level of my life is there waiting for me. And if you're feeling like a strong pull away from them, then it's again, it's like, okay, trust yourself, like, because you know what's right for you. And it maybe you'll be distracted by the apps and miss the person that, you know, is at work or is, you know, behind the, I don't know, wherever they are that, that you're meeting them. Yeah. I love that. And it's funny that you say that the person that you're going to learn your next lesson from that is like every person that I've dated this year, I have taken something away from it and it's been some sort of positive. Like this is what I've learned about what I'm looking for. This is what I learned about myself. I've taken something positive from everything. And I think that's really important when it comes to dating is that you're not focusing on all the negative and all the bad stuff that happens in relationships. Because Things are going to happen. They're not going to work out. Not everything is going to work out. People cheat. It happens, but you can learn something from it and grow from everything. And then it brings you closer to what's meant to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's really like what I mean too, when I say we have to do that work for ourselves, because then you can recognize what the lessons are. And even for me, you know, my example would be, like I said, okay, everyone I've pretty much ever been with has cheated on me. It's like my college boyfriend. We actually were engaged at one point. He was constantly cheating on me. But when we broke up, I had not even like tiptoed into any sort of personal development. You know, I was very much not a positive person 
it was always like, woe is me. Why is this happening? And when we broke up, it pretty much crushed me. And I was like, I don't understand it. Even though like, yes, I understood it. I knew for the entire four years what was going on. I I remember thinking to myself, I know he's not who I'm going to marry, but I kind of got to like, let this play out. And looking back, I can see why and I see you nodding because I'm sure a lot of people have that feeling that they've never like, you don't even want to admit it to yourself. Like I didn't want to when I was having those, those thoughts. So I didn't. But looking back, I can remember having the thoughts. And when we broke up, it was kind of like just blaming him, of course, you know, like he's the worst. But if he texts me, I'm going to be super freaking happy. And I am going to respond because I really need that like dopamine hit of his attention coming back to me again. And there was a lot of lessons learned in that relationship. But a lot of it was mostly just like priming me, I believe, for the next, you know, step. And then I I met this other guy who I was so in love with, and I really thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And one of the first lessons he taught me, I know, was after that really toxic relationship that I was in was how to be loved. And I learned, (laughs) I see you getting excited again. Yes. And I learned how to be loved by him. And we had a really solid, strong, like friendship and connection. And what ended up happening was he built my self-esteem up. Like he encouraged me to like jump into this world that I'm in right now with the coaching and stuff. And once that started, our relationship started like fizzling and disconnecting. And I didn't want to admit it because I was like, no, like I'm finally loved right now. I cannot let this go. Like this is obviously the person for me because look how different it is from, you know, that terrible thing that I was in, but I wouldn't let go. He wouldn't let go. And I don't know if it's that he wouldn't let go because he didn't want to hurt my feelings or because he actually was like grappling with it the same way I was. But then he ended up cheating on me in like a really explosive, awful, terrible way. And I believe that that's because we were not meant to go to that next level and we weren't listening. And so it had to explode in some huge way. That is the relationship where I know that I learned the most. And then moving on from there, you know, I dated like a bunch of guys over the next two years. And I was like, really like into being single and just meeting people and really getting to know people and connecting with people. So there was a lot of little lessons within that time. But the last like one that I feel like culminated everything was the guy, like I said, that I dated when I first moved here. And when he cheated on me, we had been dating for like three months. I was like, you know what? Forget this. Like I am not putting up with this. Like this isn't what I want. And it was while it's still, you know, of course I cried and I was hurt and I was offended and, you know, insulted, but I walked away from a relationship the day that I found out that I was cheated on for the first time in my whole life. And when I did that, that to me was like, Oh, like I get it now. Like he had to come into my life because I had to prove to myself I'll stand up for myself. And now like Curtis and I have been dating for almost eight months now. And it's like, if he cheated on me tomorrow, I know that I would be able to take care of myself. And, and I think that that's really what it is. It's like, okay, I have the power within me to protect myself and I don't need someone else to protect me. And even if I like in a million years, I can't picture Curtis cheating on me, but it's like, also if we broke up for some other reason, I know that I would be okay because I have gained all of this proof of how strong I am over the past. And I think that that's what makes a strong for a strong relationship is both people knowing like, Hey, we're choosing to be here because we want this, not because we're so desperate for love and for someone else to be holding us that we need to stay. I can 100% relate to your story. I had dated somebody for four years and that's exactly the situation. I knew that it wasn't, he wasn't the one. I knew I needed to get out, but I was in PA school and I'm like, I also need to get through PA school. And he knew I wasn't the one 
because I had overheard some phone conversations he had had with his buddies. And we knew this whole situation was not meant to be, but he wouldn't leave. I was just trying to survive PA school. And then um, eventually I left. But the next person, same thing. Like he taught me that I was capable of loving somebody. And that was like the most important lesson I could have ever learned. Really needed that. And then, yeah, now I'm still just dating, you know. Yeah, but I feel like those people who teach us how to be loved, like for me, that was the hardest breakup I ever went through. Even like thinking back to how sad I was and, you know, after the first like toxic relationship ended just because of the low place I was with myself. But I think like just for anyone listening who feels like, because I know for a long time, even after we broke up, I was like, "Mm, yeah, but like he's my person. This is like my like wounded love story, you know, tragic ending. Like, um, oh, it's just so sad. These four people, like if we were in a movie, like it would be the thing where we get back together at the very end and then happily ever after. Um, Because that was what I like needed to in order to cope. And I can look back on it now and be like, you know what? Like I I can be really angry about what he did to me. And I can also be so grateful because I can think back to the time, like who I was before I met him and how I changed and how I grew because of him. And I'm like, damn, like, thank you so much. We had so much freaking fun. Like it was a great three years and then it was an awful breakup, but that also grew me as well. So even though I don't think of that break breakup and be like, oh yes, I'm so grateful for that. It's like, you know, the time, all of it culminating together was really, really important and necessary for me to get to where I am now. I, yeah, I do believe even like whether you're getting on the apps or going out to date, it's like looking back at the lessons that you have learned. And even like, you know, for me, I'm a huge advocate of journaling. Like I journaled about all these boys. Like I should probably burn those things before someone (laughs) finds them and reads them. Writing that all of that out for me allowed me to see the patterns and see like what I, you know, wanted to work on moving forward. And yeah, I think that that really helps me in the dating process. It's interesting that you say that that one hurt you the most because I feel like my four-year relationship, I was less upset about than I was the person who taught me how to love again. I don't even know like where to go with this. Like this is so awesome. And I feel like we almost need like a sequel about like relationships. Who was your coach that you worked with to help deal with your traumas? Yeah. Um, Nicole Amaturo was the main, the coach that I hired for relationship work. And I mean, we went into so much other things. It was not just about relationships. That's what I hired her for. And that's what we talked about at the beginning, but we ended up working together for a total of nine months and we dove into all of the things. There was just like so much inner child work and, um, a deeper understanding of myself, which led to a deeper understanding of what I was looking for and how to show up and act. So highly recommend checking her out. She goes by Nikki Amaturo now actually, but. Okay. I'm definitely going to be, uh, looking her up after this because she's amazing she's amazing I'll send you her info (laughs) yes please do please do well thank you so much for sharing your journey with Curtis with me is there anything else you wanted to add yeah no I mean thank you so much for having me this has been so fun and I think like if I just had let's see any words of wisdom that channel through me at the last moment is if you're afraid to date like know that it's okay. And it's okay to be afraid. And it can be a little bit scary. But, you know, 
for me, what helped the most was just taking the pressure off. Again, like everyone that you meet does not have to be your Prince Charming. And I, that's actually been like the one of the most fun parts about it for me. I love the fact that, you know, I, I look at both my sisters. My one sister is married, has a baby on the way, and I'm the oldest in my family. And that's like her first boyfriend, you know, it all worked out. My youngest sister has been with her boyfriend for a long time. It's like, oh, everything just works out for them, it seems. And for me, it's been like, I'm like, whoa, what a different world. Because I've had all of these really intense, like heavy, passionate, like filled relationships and breakups. And sometimes I would look at those other like couples like my sisters and be like, why can't I have it like that? And I just think it's a reminder that that is the path for some people and they are going to be really happy on that path. But also I am just so grateful that this is the life that I took because the amount of people that I got to know and the types of people that I know are exist in the world just because of the dating that I did was like, it's just been so interesting, so much fun. And I have, I really loved, I won't say I loved every second, but I loved most seconds of it. I totally understand. It's just, it's different for your, us compared to other people's journey, but you grow so much and you learn so much. And like, we still live fulfilling lives, even though my life doesn't look like the person that married the high school sweetheart. And, you know, oh, we can totally do an episode on stigma about this, but, um, you know, like it doesn't mean my life isn't fulfilling and it doesn't mean that I'm not happy because that's a lie. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So yeah, if I had to leave anyone with that, that would be it. Awesome. I love it. Well, where can the listeners find you at? Yes. So I am at lilynicole.co pretty much everywhere. That's my website, my Instagram, my TikTok. So you can come find me. And I am also on YouTube, just Lily Nicole. You can search me. I do a lot of vlogging and hoping to really build that up over the new year. Um, And I have a podcast as well that you will be on soon. So it's very exciting. And you can subscribe at the Bold Body Podcast. Now, before we end, I want you to tell me a little bit about what coaching you do. Mm -hmm. I'm a master life coach. I work with a lot of people around body image issues. Like mostly that's like what my content is about. It's what people want to hear from me when I do coaching. I'm really into, again, like I'm very spiritual. So I teach a lot about manifestation and, you know, the law of attraction, but kind of in a way where I really like to like combine manifestation with subconscious mind work because it's so connected and I like to bring that science piece to it because I am a master NLP practitioner and clinical hypnotherapist so I know a lot about how the subconscious mind works and I bring a lot of that into my coaching as well as inner child work that's like the main thing that I do with clients so if you you know if anyone comes to me for a session like we're diving into that childhood and that's yeah that's the main thing I love it yeah I was curious about what what exactly you kind of did with your coaching so everything's going to be linked in there so that everybody can find you on all of your places and i'll also link your new york times article from about bumble i found that last night while i was looking for it and definitely got to share that with everybody because that's an awesome article that you featured in well thank you this podcast is sponsored by pure romance by jordan jones offering top bath and beauty products and relationship enhancement items Check out the link in the bio to start shopping today. By shopping, you are supporting this podcast. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode. 
and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.